What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Uncommon Drive Podcast with Jeff Cross and Chad Ozy. Join us as we look at life, leadership, and legacy through the lens of sports officiating. Well, hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Uncommon Drive. Did How you, you doing, say, Jeff Cross? Did you just say hey there? I did say hey there. What was a? Uh, it was uh, Johnny Carson. Hey now. Oh, there you go. Yeah, See, hey, that's, that's different generation, Jeff. Ed, uh, Ed, uh. Man, what is his name? McMahon. McMahon. Yeah, he would go, "Hey now," right? <laughs> and then he also pulled that off on some some thirty minute comedy sitcom or whatever that was resembling a sit ah. sitcom or a, a show like Johnny Carson. He would go, "Hey now." So you said, "Hey there." So <laughs> I'm good, man. Just got back from vacay. I'll tell you what, yeah, you know, um, you had a nice little extended vacation this time. That's yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, you know, it's always nice, and I, it's funny. I talk to many people about it. If you'd asked me just as little as probably four years ago, I'm a three or four day kind of vacation person. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going for a week or more, so yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, stretching my horizons. Still would have been okay coming back day sure. three, day four, but you know I'm, I'm okay with staying a little bit longer. I don't know, maybe it's the older I get, the more comfortable I be. I am with uh, staying away and just enjoying my time. So it was a lot of fun. We did some fishing. Gina says we fished, we boated, and we beached. Mm. Those were the three things. So I tried to fish more than any of the three, but <laughs> there were some days I spent. Uh, one day I spent almost all day on the water. And it was kind of a windy day, so the boat was rocking, mm-hmm. and I, you know, finally come in, and I, I got, I can't keep my feet, <laughs> you know, I've got, got I've, I've lost, I've lost my sea legs, <laughs> I've got sea legs, and like, I'm like, is this house moving, you know, so, but, you know, I caught a lot of fish, so it was worth it, so, how about you, what's going on with you? You know, it, uh, it's been a crazy few weeks, I'm getting ready for my vacation. Which so, is going to be where? Uh, we're recording this right now on a Tuesday, mm-hmm. 
Um, and I leave either Friday night or early Saturday morning. We haven't decided if we're going to go get a hotel room next to the airport Friday night mm. or not. Our flight leaves at like 5.05 in the morning Ooh, on early. Saturday. Mm. We're going to fly directly into Orlando. Got a direct flight, which is nice. And uh, we're going to meet up. Uh, my wife and the kids and I are going to meet up with my wife's parents in Orlando and we're going to spend some days at Disney. We're going to spend a day probably at the beach, probably a day in Orlando doing some stuff. I got a buddy of mine that lives down in Orlando now. We're actually going to go to a church at a place that he's recommended on Saturday night and just get to do that as a family. We don't get to do that real often where we just get to kind of yeah, uh, experience church, that right. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're going to we're going to go do that, which is kind of fun and um and it's a it's a good time for that to happen. My daughter came back from school uh, last Tuesday, so she's been home almost a week now. About nine o'clock tonight, it'll be a week that she's been mm-hmm. home, and uh, she and my son will be going uh, back to school together this year, and we'll be leaving on I think Sunday the thirtieth to head back to school. So we're we're getting her home for less than a month. We're getting them together for less than a month, mm-hmm. and then we're going to be empty nesters so uh we're looking forward to just having a little bit of time away with them to to get to make some memories and do some fun stuff there and that'll be a a blast hopefully and then uh back at it we'll have a week i've got a couple things going on and and busy busy and then this week before we take off it's kind of funny you talk about being on the boat i was on a boat last night uh where uh, we had a little dinner cruise thing Oh, on the Chicago wait. River, different boats. Yeah, yeah totally yeah. different boats. I can't even call mine a boat. But it was funny. One of the one of the people that I was sitting with, we there was like an upper deck where you could be watching. It was like an architecture tour of the Chicago River. Then we were out at night on Lake Michigan to see the Chicago skyline. It was beautiful. It was really neat. And uh, so we went in to get in the buffet line. Harry Carey's was catering the ah. dinner thing. It was you know appetizer kind of stuff or whatever. Sure. We go in there. This lady when she was out. We were on the front deck, so there were two tables on the front, like, nose of the ship, mm-hmm. and that's where our spots were. It was mm-hmm. really kind of cool. We were separated from the players and things. It was kind of us, and so we're out there, and, and it was awesome. And we go into the, the bottom level of the boat where, like, the, the bar and the buffet table was set up. And all of a sudden, she started, She gets, like, super motion sick. So, like, when she can just see stuff passing by in the windows, like, it affects her differently, you know? It's like, oh, we got to get her food quick and get back out that's right. on the front of the boat. Let's get her out where she can see land. That's yeah, right. That's right. You yeah. know, she didn't have sea legs. She had to see something else. And, uh, it wasn't going to be pretty if we didn't take care of that. I see me fainting here. That's yeah, right. That's right. That's exactly right. But, you know, I, I, I think it's interesting. You know, you brought up this idea where, you know, whether it's the older you get or just the stage of life you're in now or whatever, that, you know, getting away for longer periods of time is helpful. Um, you know, I have always been the kind of person that I needed, I, I needed at least, you know, six days away. There, mm. there were times in my career where I, I could not be gone on Sundays uh, for whatever reason. So, like, a lot of times, like, we would leave Sunday afternoon to go on vacation and get back on Saturday night. But like I needed that whole week. And I was always better if I could if I could get like eight, nine days. That yeah. really was about perfect for mm. me to go vacation. And part of it is because just the way my mind works, it would take a couple days 
for me to ramp down from everything that I'd left. Yeah. Like I could not even begin to relax until I'd been gone for a couple of days and I knew that stuff was kind of going to be handled, <laughs> you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And then if I could get like a three day spot there in the middle where I could just relax and enjoy and have fun. The sweet spot. Yeah. And then it was going to take a couple of days of, okay, I got it ramp back up to get back in this and hit the ground running as soon as I get home and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing. And I think there's some parallel to that with what we do in our sports officiating life. I think there's some parallel to that with what we do in our day jobs, in our family life, in all of that. You know, for what whatever your particular rhythms are, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a, hey, I need, I need three days away because I can turn it off like that. I can go have three days to just do whatever, whether it's I'm the kind of person that just wants to sit on a beach or I just want to go hike trails in the mountains or I want to go, go, go in Las Vegas or, you mm-hmm. know, whatever your thing is that you like to go do, um, you know, you may be able to just, you know, block everything out, go do that thing for two or three days, do a, a extended weekend, and then you're right back and you feel recharged and ready to go. And that's awesome. For other people, it may take more of that ramp up, ramp down, whatever that might be. But when when we look at how we are built individually because i can't tell jeff what's best for jeff to go do jeff mm-hmm. can't tell me what's best for me to go do mm-hmm. but when we look at what's best for us we probably if, if that's the way we find recovery when mm-hmm. it comes time for vacation it there may be some parallels to that to how we find recovery at work how we find recovery when things are stressful at home, how to find recovery when we come to the end of a sports season and we're ramping up, you know, potentially for the next one. You know, it may be you're the kind of person who says, okay, well, the day that basketball season's done, I wash all the clothes, I put them in the bag, I put the bag in the closet, and I can just leave it there until the day before my next season starts and I pull everything out and I wash it up and I make sure it's all good and I'm ready to go. Or you may be the kind of person that needs some of that ramp down and up and all that kind of thing. You know, I, I'm just curious, Jeff, how how does how does some of those parallels or or do any of are there any parallels to, to how you deal with things as a sports official? Well, just you telling the story about um, you know, well, my okay, basketball game is here. Here we go, I'm gonna grab my stuff and here we go. Yeah. That gives me like I don't want to say anxiety, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, but it makes me think, geez, yeah, that's. I mean, that's ludicrous, ludicrous sure. to me. Yeah, I think you're right though. I 100 because if I look back and think about the end of my basketball season, let's just say it ended on a on a Wednesday. Yep, I probably wouldn't get things put away and cleaned up and and done for the year for at least a week. Mm-hmm. It would take, you know, okay, uh, kind of wind it down. Still, still have my bag in the same spot, poised and ready to go. You know, those kind of things. So, and the the same applies. I have an umpire to baseball game since you know the middle of May. Yeah. If w- someone was to call me and say, hey, you know, just I think just yesterday an SOS email came out for yep. he needed an umpire. There is zero chance that I would be able to do that successfully anyway to say okay here i go and just go grab my bag i would have to 
in order for me to start doing baseball games again, I'd have to like I have to have at least a three or four day uh, warning horn <laughs> per se yeah. to say, okay, you're gonna you're gonna have to work a game here coming up. So yeah, we're gonna break the huddle soon. First yeah, horn, <laughs> right? Yeah. So <laughs> I just I would have to do that, and I think for whatever that is, because I don't, I'm the type of guy that doesn't really think about what I did two months ago or a month Mm -hmm. ago. I don't think about, like, I don't watch baseball. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was out of the, when I got done in May, middle of May, and, you know, everyone's like, oh, college baseball World Series, you watching? I'm like, no, I'm not watching it. Mm -hmm. I'm not watching it because I've kind of let that part of me go. Now I'm on to fishing or golf cart rides or whatever, right? Yard work. So I just, I think that's the kind of guy I am. And to me, it's more exciting to let myself go down, you know, in, in, let's just say basketball to go down and then to ramp back up for that. That's exciting mm-hmm. to do that. Sure. And the same thing applies for fishing mm-hmm. that I ramp down for fishing. And then all of a sudden it becomes June and I start ramping up for fishing. I want to go every weekend. So I like those highs and I like those lows. I don't like being, at least for me, it's not comfortable for me to be always elevated Mm-hmm. In a sport or in a uh, whatever the situation that I'm in, I don't want to be elevated in it all the time. I like to go to the elevation. I don't necessarily like to stay there for long periods of time. So that's probably one of the reasons I do like officiating in multiple sports because I can go up and down and still be um, getting better at officiating in whatever sport. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I, I find it interesting you brought up, you know, whether it's, you know, you're fishing your golf cart rides or whatever. <clears throat> I was at a camp this last weekend. And a uh, uh, huge shout out to some of our listeners that reached out to us mm-hmm. uh, while I was there. Came up, said hi, uh, especially once I had a Chan out there, if he's listening. Uh, did an awesome job of uh, connecting up. I hadn't met him before, and he hadn't met either one of us before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I'm going to do my best. In fact, if uh, if you end up over at uh, Purdue Fort Wayne this year or somewhere close to him, I'm going to do my best to try to connect you guys up and nice. give you the opportunity to, to meet. He lives over in the uh, Fort Wayne <clears throat> area, but uh, great guy and connected with us. Although I want you to know that the number one question that I got across the board from people at this camp that listen to our podcast is they all wanted to know how your lawn care business was going. Mm. It wasn't about how basketball was going. It wasn't about how baseball was going. It was how's Jeff's, you know, lawn cutting business going. Listen, to call it a lawn care business is a complete stretch. (laughs) I'm a guy with a trailer, a mower and a weed whacker. That's what I am. You know what I mean? And I'm able to mow a few grasses. It's, it's exactly where I want it right now. Okay. Meaning, I have three paid accounts and then my own yard. Okay. One paid account takes a full day, sometimes a day and a half. Mm -hmm. The other ones take like, you know, half hour. It's perfect. (laughs) I mean, so because in in my my thought process is I want to mow. I want to be all done with my mowing by Thursday. Yeah. I don't want to have to worry about a Friday, Saturday, yeah, and Sunday. You can just enjoy your weekend and go yeah, fish. Just do whatever. Right. Go fish or <laughs> if I want to go away for the weekend. So right now it's perfect. So if I started, not that I couldn't do some more, but it's perfect right now. And I'm sure my wife would like, you know, I think you can do five or six more. And But uh, it's I appreciate you all asking. It's, it's the best time for me to be on a lawnmower. I get to listen to books. I've listened to so many more books in this off season mm-hmm. than 
than typically I have because I have that, that that tractor time and I can just listen and you know it's it's funny how I do it because my iPad my what earpod ear AirPods there we go AirPods yep they typically go for about four or five hours okay so once that those go dead I'm take a break you know mm-hmm. shut off my book go charge them off go get a little lunch whatever it is right back to work so that's kind of how I judge my break time but yeah so it's it's really good I enjoy it I wish. Uh, I wish I got paid more. <laughs> I wish I got paid more, but um, a lot of people would uh, love to have four hundred dollars so a week. That also relates to officiating because we all wish we got paid more, you mm-hmm. know, or we wish we had a bigger level, or mm-hmm. we wish we had a whatever. But you know, to come back to this idea of rest or ramping up, ramping down, and that is a concept that we've talked a little bit about in the past. Although I've learned a few things. <clears throat> over the last couple of weeks uh, between some baseball camps I've been to some basketball camps I've been to. And we, we talked a little bit about that, that camp idea on our last podcast. I've always thought of baseball being pretty easy to ramp up and down for because baseball is my longest season. Uh, baseball typically starts before basketball is done. Um, you know, I have baseball stuff happening as early as late February mm. And I think right now my last Frontier League baseball game that I have scheduled is the like eighth or ninth of September, and who knows if you know anything could come after that. Um, and then I'll have fall baseball that will run into October, fall college baseball that'll mm-hmm. run into October. Um, and a lot of people, especially here in the Midwest, you know, even if they're working high school stuff, they're going to work high school baseball. In the spring, you know, that's going to start in March. Um, then they're going to work travel baseball all summer. And then they're going to work more travel or they're going to work junior high baseball in the fall. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of times somebody's baseball, you know, season may last seven, eight months. Yeah. Um, but I always thought of it as being easy to ramp up and down for because we have seasons here. And we're not playing baseball in the winter. In ch- yeah, Northern changes Illinois. the season, right? Yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. You know, basketball season is a very intense season because, you know, I typically am working six days a week. And mm-hmm. there's some people around here that are working seven days a week. I mean, there's so much basketball to be played. Yeah. So about doing that. And so, again, you're starting that in October, you know, and if you're lucky you're still working it in March, mm-hmm. you know? So it's that, you know, five to six month season. And I've really learned, you know, there's a lot of people that as soon as that season is done in March, they're right into travel basketball. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't end until they get back in their college season or their high school season or whatever that might be. Sure, I've learned that there's some of our uh, officiating friends that are in much different climates than we have here where their baseball season never ends. Mm. You know, they go from their fall season into their summer travel season, into their spring baseball season, into their summer travel. I mean, it's just, it's just constant. It's 365 days a year. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. And I understand the reason why some people do it. Some people do it purely because they need the income Mm -hmm. from it. Right. Some people do it because there's such a shortage of officials that they feel like if they don't do it, kids aren't going to get the opportunity to play. Yeah. Um, and some people do it because they are constantly looking to get better. Mm-hmm. Right. 
And we get this idea that the more we do something, the better we get. Um, and so I, I, I first of all like to ask you that question. Do you, do you think there is truth and validity in that? That the more we do something, the better we get? And then I've got a couple follow-up questions I'd like to ask. For well, yes, I do believe the more reps we get at something, the better we get. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think no one could argue that. If it takes 100 reps to be good at doing the piano, then it takes 100 reps. Mm -hmm. So whether you do those 100 reps in 30 days or 300 days, it still takes 100 reps to to reach a point where you're pretty good at something. But no different than anything else. If I'm, you know, want to be good at the bench pressing 200 pounds i can't do it every day Mm. something has to rest i'm going to be exhausted i'm not going to perform well you know in order to achieve my bench pressing 200 pound goal oops sorry i did it (laughs) i love it every time he says that word an angel gets his wings Uh, that's right (laughs) i gotta put a dollar in a jar Uh, they, they reach that you know that that idea of of success for them. So when we, so yes, we need that. Mm -hmm. But I also believe we need rest. Mm. Probably more importantly than we do the hundred reps. Mm. In order for my body to recover from a strenuous workout, guess what it needs? Sleep. Even though if I keep, just keep pumping iron, I'm going to get stronger. Well, it won't happen because my body needs rest. Our brain needs rest. Our brain needs downtime. Our brain needs to focus on other things. If you know, if I look at something close up all the time, I'm not going to be able to see things far away. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think. That so the answer to your question is yes. More reps causes you to be better, but as I said in a previous podcast, we live in this microwave world where I want to press one minute and then achieve my goal. These are this, these are long term slow cooker type scenarios yeah well you know i think we get to something and and this will be one of my follow-up questions here in a second but this idea of a rate of diminishing return Mm -hmm. so what i mean by that is um i worked i I went to a basketball camp in chicago thursday friday saturday thursday we had a classroom session friday i worked two basketball games saturday i worked two basketball games found it very interesting that a lot of times the parents that were there watching the games, you know, like if I'm the one getting ready to inbound the ball coming out of halftime, you're staying right there in front of a row of parents. Mm-hmm. Almost always some guy would ask questions. Well, you know, how many games you working today? Mm-hmm. And I would make a statement along the lines. Well, Hey, this is just game two for me. And it's my last one. I'm not good enough to do what some of these guys do where they work eight games a day. Mm-hmm. I said, I, I'm just not that good. You know? And so I, I never say it as a, I think they're crazy for doing that. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Yeah. Cause you know, they have, they have their reasons they're doing it. That's right. exactly right. Mm-hmm. But I said, and I said, and on top of that, they're doing it two person and mm-hmm. I'm out here working three. Sure. You know, then I flipped that to yesterday where at that same tournament, I was now not going to be a part of the camp, but I went because one of uh, now, 
my Division Three assigners, hopefully, mm-hmm. if I get games in the uh, <laughs> in this upcoming basketball mm-hmm. season, uh, one of my D three assigners was assigning um, some of the EYBL courts, which is a an upper level part of that tournament uh, on Monday, and had sent out a thing saying, "Hey, are you available to work?" I said yes, and they assigned those games in four game sets. Right, so I was scheduled to work at nine o'clock at ten thirty a noon and a one thirty game. So I went to work. And the nice thing is they're spread out a little bit. It's not like they're starting every hour or whatever. You get at least a 10-minute break in between games to stretch back out or do whatever. And so I went to go do those. And then our one thirty game got canceled. Awesome. Great. No problem. I go over. I'm grabbing my check because they were paying us right there on the spot, which is always nice when you mm-hmm. do something like that. Sure. I'm walking back away and... As I'm walking out, Jen comes over and she grabs my elbow and goes, uh, don't go anywhere. Mm. All right. What's going on, Jen? They've just added a championship game. Okay. There were already other championship games. Going, so I'm sure it was just a, you know, a, a different sub-level of the tournament now is having you a championship game or whatever, right? Yeah, talk about painting a pretty picture. That's it, right. It, they just added a championship game. <laughs> That's right. Oh, so they, all of a sudden? <laughs> so... They didn't so know they were having a championship. They have that, and then they had an, another game on a court right next to it. And so both the partners that I had worked with on the games earlier that day, the three games earlier that day, got put on another court. I got put on this court with a couple other people. And so I go back out, and I am working a fourth game of the day, technically the fifth one that I was scheduled for mm-hmm. at that point. And what was very interesting to me is that I was not as good an official mm-hmm. on that game as I was at game one or game two yep. or game three. Part of that's because I've been sitting for an hour and a half. And at my age, you know, you get a different level of stiff after you've sat for an hour and a half right, or whatever. Right. You know, if I just worked four in a row, I probably would have been getting better on game four mm-hmm. than I was on game five. But what happens is if, if I was saying, look, I, I want to work all these games so I can really get my mechanics down. I want to work all these games so that I'm really having good court awareness. So I'm doing this, doing that, whatever, right? There's a point when it starts being destructive rather than constructive. Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't have the energy to get to the right position, to then see the right angle, to do whatever. So I, I guess my question for you would be is, as an official... How do I begin to determine where that rate of diminishing return is? You know, how do I decide how much can I do? How much can I not do? Well, I can't, I can't decide that for you, Mm -hmm. but everything comes at a, at a price. Okay. So I can do five games instead of four, but miss dinner with my family. Mm Mm-hmm. Comes at a price. Yeah. I can go fishing for eight hours and catch a bunch of fish, but it comes at a price. I can't stand on land for an hour mm-hmm. without losing my balance. So it all comes with the price. So the question is, are you willing to pay the price? Mm-hmm. Are you willing to pay the price of, I'm not going to be able to walk, <laughs> you know, if I'm doing five games on concrete floors covered by tile. Or, you know, what's, what's more important to you? You know, I guess that's, then that's what you have to, you have to answer that question for yourself. 
I can't say, listen, three games is too much for me. Because really, four games may, that, may not be that big a deal for a 25-year-old. That's exactly right. Yep. And two games is a huge deal for a 55-year-old. Mm-hmm. So that that's where only you can make that decision. And as I said, you have to be willing to pay the price. You Forget about how much you're going to make. Are you willing to pay the price? Mm-hmm. Because everything comes at a cost. And that, whether that be, like I said, missing time with your family, missing time with your significant others, just getting home before dark, you know, so you can cook on the grill. So uh, that's what, um, you know, it was one of the difficult things for me this summer was understanding, you know, at summer camp, you know, our, our summer camp is over, over the, you know, the Father's Day weekend. Mm-hmm. And it comes at a price. Yeah. It comes at a price and it's come at a price. And we weren't always on Father's Day weekend, but granted, we were still home by Father's Day. But just as we spoke about earlier, I have to ramp up for certain things. Mm-hmm. I can't just come home Saturday night at 11 and say, okay, let's do Father's Day the next day. Yeah. There's got to be some preparation there. I've got to go shopping on Saturday afternoon. I've got to, you know, whatever, clean the grill, all those things. So, um, the sooner you come to terms with the price you're willing to pay, the easier it is to do things that maybe you didn't want to do. Well, here's the other thing. And, and since I use the, the phrase of rate of diminishing return, okay, that's, that's an investment mm-hmm. concept, right? Okay. To, to continue along that line, I have to know what is the dividend I'm wanting to receive, because if what I'm wanting to receive is I want to be at my absolute best for this camp, I'm going to go work. Like I know I, I talked to some folks at our camp this last week that are getting ready to go to another camp <clears throat> this coming weekend. Right. So what if I said, you know what, on uh, on Thursday, I want to work some games so that, that way I'm really sharp for when I go to my camp on Friday. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I would have a better return on investment if I went to some place where they were working two-person basketball and I said, hey guys, can I hop in and work three-person with you for two games? I'll work for free. Mm -hmm. I would be better doing that than going someplace that was going to pay me to work three-person for six games. Three person for six games. I promise you, by game five and game six, you're mailing it in. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and now I'm putting the wrong things in my muscle memory. Mm-hmm. Am I still seeing plays? Am I still doing whatever? Absolutely. I would also say I would get a better rate of return than if I were going to go someplace and work paid to work two two person games, because two person isn't the mechanic I'm going to be working the next day. Right. Two person, I'm going to ball watch a whole lot more mm-hmm. <laughs> than yeah. what I need to do if I'm working three person. Mm-hmm. You know, I, same thing happens for baseball. I had guys that just finished up a baseball camp this last week. There's some more baseball camps coming up soon. If you're going to go to a four person baseball camp, going and working two person baseball games isn't prepping you for that. You go, well, there's no place that's paying anybody to work four person games right now. I agree. So find a partner. And go work for free with a couple guys. Mm-hmm. Go go try to get the return 
And you may say, well, now I'm having to invest more because I'm not getting paid. I'm not getting the return of the payment, right? Well, is that the dividend you want? Is the dividend that you want the $80 getting paid for the game? Mm -hmm. Or is the dividend you want being at your best going into your camp where now you have the chance to get hired to go work in a conference that's going to pay you over two grand for a weekend? Mm Mm-hmm. That seems to me to be a greater return than an $80 check for working a game. Yeah, just to put it in perspective, that's exactly what I did last summer. Yeah. I worked a league that I didn't want to work. I worked at times I didn't want to work. But I wanted to prepare myself for the upcoming spring. Yeah. So that's what I did. And I, you know, I traveled, you know, I was away from home for four days or whatever, how many days that was, right? So I could prepare myself for what I was trying to accomplish, which was the spring. So, yeah, well, okay, I got paid for all those games. Mm-hmm. But it's not like I'm, like, out there for the money. Yep. I it didn't make it – I didn't never once that I asked, how much does it pay? Yeah. I just needed the assignments so I could get, you know, back into the groove of things so I can understand the process again. So we all need to do that. And if I'm going to play a little devil's advocate here in – I, I may be wrong, and I almost hate to say it out loud, but if I was to bring, if if you were two-person some summer basketball camp at Olivet, you're like, listen, I need some three, three-person three reps in. I'm going to step in and work a couple games here with you. We're at such a shortage. They'd be like, oh, I only got one over there. Can you come over there and work? Mm-hmm. That's what would happen. It could. And then, you, you know, we don't know that it's going to happen. But then now you're forced to go now. Now you're forced to say, no, I've come here to get to get my three-person reps in, and now we have an official over there working by themselves, and that can cause a little bit of, you know, disgruntledness, if, sure. if I can pick a better word. But so that's the the really tough spot, you know. Yep. So you know, and I think you have to pick and choose your moments. Mm-hmm. I think you have to, you know, talk to the person that's you know, assigning that particular event saying, oh, hey, yeah. this is what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to cost anybody more money or anything, mm-hmm. but the, the whole reason I would do this is so I need to work with two partners that work three persons yep. so that way mm-hmm. I can do that, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think there are ways of, of finding that creatively. Now, I will also say that, you know, a lot of what we're talking about here is about people that are trying to fine tune. I want to say this. That's the reason I hesitated to say it out loud mm-hmm. because I feel like when I said it, there's a whole bunch of people listening. Go, that was a good idea, but I just gave them an excuse not to do it. Yeah, I don't want you guys to use or gals or whatever to to use an excuse. It potentially could happen. Sure, be prepared for that. Be prepared for your to communicate your way through it, but still go out and try that. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. You know, it's people that are that are looking for fine tuning. You know, mm-hmm. if if you're a younger, newer official, you know what, go work six games in a day. Yeah. Because guess what? If you're working baseball and you're working six games in a day, that means you're going to get three plates in. Mm-hmm. And nothing, nothing, nothing can replace seeing pitches. Yep. Just can't. Mm-hmm. You know, good pitches, bad pitches, good catchers, bad catchers. Yeah, right. <laughs> good coaches, bad coaches, yeah. all of that. It just. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. prepares you and you cannot replace that if you're a brand new basketball official go work as many games you can work because nothing can can replace seeing plays nothing can replace going yep that's a foul yeah you know it's so funny i heard that phrase this last weekend at this camp from so many different people i heard it yesterday with a couple newer younger officials i was working with it was like there was almost this sense of relief that came over them when they were like, yep, I can just look at a play and go, yeah, that's foul. Mm-hmm. I don't have to wonder, is it? Yeah, right. Yep, that's foul. Mm-hmm. I feel confident in it. I don't have a problem putting a whistle on that play. Yep. That's a big, big deal for yep. a lot of people. And the only way you get to that point is by seeing plays. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was very interesting that I had a – a clinician used the phrase with me this last weekend, Chad, you're just comfortable in your own skin. You know, and I thought about that a little bit afterwards. Well, what does that mean? Well, I will tell you, there are a lot of camps that I've gone to, I was not comfortable in my own skin. Mm. There are a lot of camps that I went to that I'm like, oh my gosh, like I want to be the person they're going to hire. Like I, I want to do this right and I want to do that right. I want to do whatever. Well, I'm old enough now <laughs> and experienced <laughs> enough now that I know I am what I am. Mm-hmm. And either they're going to want me or they're not. Yeah. You know? And regardless of whether they are or aren't, I can't be something I'm not. Yep. And there are some things that I can bring to the table that are evident in a camp. You know, I can, I can bring a sense of calm to a crew. I can bring a sense of cohesion. I can smile. I can get the players to laugh. I can do stuff like that that sometimes can be very helpful in a mm-hmm. setting like that, you know? But my rules knowledge is not getting tested in a camp. But I'll tell you this, if we're in the soup in the middle of a game, my crew's going to be thankful for my rules knowledge. That's something I bring to the table, right? Mm-hmm. But I can't show that off in that moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's no way to do that. Yeah. So I just I was comfortable with who I was. And at least in that one moment, in front of that one clinician, it showed. There is something that is so wonderful about being comfortable with who you are, where you're at, that it does. It shows on a court, on a field, to you know, as a as a baseball clinician, as a basketball clinician that I've been other places. You just see people that are comfortable with who they are. Mm-hmm. And part of how you get comfortable is just by doing it a lot. Yep. But then so at the beginning, I need to put all this investment in how many plays can I see? How many pitches can I see? How many games can I work? But then as you begin to progress, that rate of return diminishes. Now, working 
eight basketball games a day, it's a diminishing return. Mm -hmm. Now working five baseball games, that's a diminishing return. Right now, my son works four and five baseball games a day as a 20-year-old kid because he is trying to save up money for his school year, one, to help pay his school bill because mm -hmm. his dad is not rich enough to pay it all for him, <laughs> okay? And two, because he's going to be a part of a group when he gets to school where he's not going to be able to make a lot of money. Mm. He's not going to be able to have a full part-time job you know, while he's going to school. Sure. So he needs to make money this summer so that if he wants to go you know, to Whataburger with his friends on the weekend, he can go do that mm -hmm. because he's got money saved up. So for him, working five games in a day where he's making $85 a game, that's pretty, that's pretty good money for a 20-year-old kid. Right. And he's not worried about, am I getting better? I mean, he wants to be better. Sure. But that that's not his main goal. That's not the dividend he's looking for. Right. The dividend he's looking for is that check so he can do the other things he wants to do that's during right. the year. Mm -hmm. And along the way, he's getting better. Sure. But not necessarily to the same level that he would if he was working three games a day, spread out during the day, really focused on other and, things. And spend, you know, 30 minutes really breaking down his plate work, mm -hmm. you know, after that game one, got a little hydration and a little bite to eat and went back and did it again. That's so. exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and we, we see it on the basketball side. We see it on the baseball side. And I just, I was really struck by it. It's the reason I want to talk about it today because I just always thought, well, you know, man, baseball is so easy for me to ramp up and down for, mm -hmm. even though it's a long season. Like, I'm in the middle of a season right now, super long. I had kind of a neat thing happen this week that I get to be a part of. And so that's kind of a, a neat little boost in the midst of the season, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of keeps you going and propelled and all. But I, you know, th there comes a point of every season, no matter how long or short it is, that it's just a grind. Mm -hmm. How many times have we heard basketball officials, they were you know, like, Early February, man, it's a grind. Mm -hmm. You know, it is a grind because you got the crazy travel, especially if you're in the Midwest mm -hmm. <laughs> with the snow and sure. sleet and junk and everything. Um, you know, you got the grind of now being into conference season and coaches being elevated and all that. You got you got all that kind of stuff. Baseball's a long season. You got the grind that happens just from game after game after game after game after doubleheader after doubleheader mm -hmm. <laughs> and all that. But I always thought of baseball being so much easier, even though it's a longer season, because it's the easy ramp up, the easy ramp down, just because of the change of seasons. And then I realized that, you know, we have a ton of people that listen to us in California. We have a ton of people that listen to us in Arizona. We got people that listen to us in Florida. Well, guess what those people don't have? Mm -hmm. Right. They don't have snow. Mm -hmm. They're playing baseball year round. They're playing softball year round. We've got places now that are playing basketball year round mm -hmm. all the time. And so I think it's really important for you to find ways to do exactly what Jeff did this last week. Mm -hmm. Find a way to find rest from mm -hmm. it. Find a way to have a, now that doesn't mean that you have to totally disengage, but it may mean that you engage in a different way while you're gone. Mm -hmm. You know, it may be, you know what? You go watch a game mm -hmm. just for the fun of watching. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, just for the fun of being reminded how cool it is to show up to a venue and hear the fans scream and watch other people who are really good at their craft, mm -hmm. you know, that are officiating that sport that you normally officiate or whatever it might be. Um, maybe it's the books that you're listening to while you're mm -hmm. traveling. Mm -hmm. 
Maybe it's the, um, you know, you have a little different workout regimen. You, you always go to the same gym all the time and now you get away for a few days and you say, you know, I'm just gonna go walk outside instead mm-hmm. and just breathe the fresh air and right. do something a little bit different, you know? So it's not that you're totally disengaging, you know, maybe you're still in the rule book, you're still reading the case book, you're doing those other things, but you just do it in a new and fresh way. And that begins to give us a bigger return on our investment. I think for me, I can only speak for myself. When I go on vacations or I think I even spoke about this last year with uh, being on vacation with my mom and dad, you know, when I went to jump from the boat to the dock, Mm -hmm. she said, you can't do that. And I did it. You know what I mean? And this past vacation, I've tried to become very aware of just, for me, how different I am than the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Now, we're all different. But what's important to me is just not important to others. And that's okay. As long as you keep what's important to you true to you. Yeah. Don't waver because you're around these other people who want to stay up till 1 o'clock in the morning. How many times on vacation I went to bed at 9.30, 10 o'clock? I was gone. And, you know, Gina was even saying, you're, you're trying to fight to stay awake, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to bed. Yeah. And I would just go to bed. And they're out there by the bonfire, and they're cooking s'mores. And I'm done. I'm going to bed. That's all there is to it. So I didn't want to waver from who I am. Mm-hmm. And to my fault, I wanted more people to think like me. Mm-hmm. I wanted more people to act like me because I see the value in going to bed early. I see the value in... And not uh, engorging in, you know, ice cream every night and, you know, all those things. So I, I saw the value in that. So if you could find a way to accept the people you're around for that week, find your relaxation. My relaxation was on the boat. Other people were at the beach. I'm not mad because you're not on the boat with me. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad because you went to the beach. I don't understand why you want to go to the beach. That doesn't do anything for me, but this does. I can think. I can I can listen to a podcast. I can listen to something while I'm fishing. So find those times. So it leads me to this. Something I heard um, this sometime over the last few days. We spend so much time trying to get other people to think like us, right? You know, Chad, you got to do it this way. You've got to do it this way. I don't want to do it that way anymore. Mm-hmm. I want people to want to come and do things the way I'm doing it. That's what I want. So it's it's it can be frustrating when you're trying to, let's just say, help someone be a better basketball referee. Well, if that person doesn't want to be a better basketball referee, even though they referee basketball, you're going to drive yourself bonkers trying to help them. What I want around me is I want people to come to me and go, hey, I see what you do. I want to do more of what you do. Those are the kind of people I want around me. Because now I don't have to sell myself anymore. I don't have to convince them. I don't have to be up and how do I convince so-and-so to wake up early so we can go work out before we go referee or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's what I want. I want people to come and go, hey, I see what you're doing. I want to do what you're doing. And I'm willing to do those things that you're doing. 
to make myself better. I don't want to force myself on people anymore. So that's kind of where I've gone to. No, I like that. And, you know, I will say, since we're on this idea of, you know, a return on investment, vacation, downtime, ramp up, ramp down, you know, whatever terms you need in your life. You know, we're not just talking about just getting away. Like, this can happen it, while you're in the midst of your routine. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got a, you know, you got a regular nine to five job or these days, you know, eight to seven job or whatever <laughs> yeah. you may have, you know, and all those kinds of things. And maybe it's just you, you change your routine for a week or two. Mm-hmm. just to give you something fresh. right? You know, it may be you are super regimented with your diet and your workout routine and whatever, and you realize that by changing it up for a week, all of a sudden it makes you anxious to go back to it yeah. and do mm-hmm. it the right way. You mm-hmm. know, some people, you know, my, my family's getting ready to go on vacation. I have been super regimented with my diet mm-hmm. for the last, well, really long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now and I've, I've i've already told my family in preparation for this that i am not sticking to that diet on this vacation now i'm not going crazy mm-hmm. but i'm going to enjoy some different things sure. on this vacation you know I've, I've stayed really true all the way through camp season that kind of stuff and all and i don't want to lose anything that I've done mm-hmm. with that, obviously. But I said, you know what? Because we're going to a place where we can try different things. Yeah. We're, we're, one day we're going and we're having an African buffet. Mm. Well, guess what? There are lots of carbs in African cuisine. <laughs> Is there? I don't know. You know? And I, I take could, your word for it. And I could say, well, you know what? I'm so committed to my diet that mm-hmm. I'm not, and I'm going to miss out on this experience mm-hmm. that everybody else is going to have. It's going to be a shared experience. Guess what? For a week. Sure. Me doing things in moderation, mm-hmm. now that's the key, right? Okay, doing things in moderation is not going to kill the progress I've made, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm, I'm probably at some point going to turn around, somebody's going to say, well, hey, let's let's go get that funnel cake. I'd be like, nope. Yeah. Not because I can't. Because like, I'm, I won't feel good if I eat that. And I can get a funnel cake at home. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. I won't feel good if I have it. But you know what? I will try that, you know, goat couscous you know (laughs) bread wrap you know from wherever Mm -hmm. because when am i going to get the opportunity to try that again you know it's fun it's different Mm -hmm. whatever right so it's okay now if you're the kind of person that says no i can't do that because i'm the kind of person you know if i you know if i have one drink i'm going to be an alcoholic if i I have one carb i'm going to be on that for the next six months or whatever if i fall off the wagon i'm off the wagon that's right right? that's okay Mm -hmm. you know but understand, it's it's not about what somebody else thinks. It's mm-hmm. not about what somebody else wants. <laughs> I have I have a group of people that make this joke with me regularly, and one one of them made it at the camp this last week. Yeah, and it'll probably make Jeff uncomfortable when I say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. So, I had somebody come up to me, and they were talking about the podcast and the fact that I was at camp. And, you know, Jeff doesn't come to camp anymore, that kind of thing, because he's at a different point in his career. He doesn't have to be at that particular camp or whatever and all. You know, you know man, I'm glad we still at least have the poor man's Jeff Cross here at camp with us. <laughs> you know, and that's my that's that's my affectionate nickname from this particular group of people that, that I'm the poor man's Jeff Cross. And the funny thing was another guy stepped up and said, no, 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 Chad's different than Jeff. Mm-hmm. Which is true. Mm-hmm. Now, there are lots of things about some of the ways that Jeff and I think that are very similar. Mm-hmm. There are, if, if you watch video 
of the two of us give basketball mechanics, there are things that I do that are absolutely Jeff Cross because mm-hmm. guess what? That's who I learned it from. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. But there are also things that I do very differently. Mm-hmm. And so when Jeff says, I want people to come do what I do, he doesn't mean I want com- I want people to come be Jeff Cross. Right, exactly. What he's saying is, I want people to come be uncommon. Yep. I want people to think about things differently. Mm-hmm. I want people to do things differently. Jeff brought up this idea several podcast episodes ago about this concept of a hundred. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think this would be a great place for us to to kind of end our discussion today. You know, we we talked about this idea of what does it mean to have some rest? What does it mean to ramp up, ramp down? How do how do we find that new passion, that new focus, that new drive, all that kind of thing? Well, Jeff said, and 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 correct me if I'm wrong here, Jeff, and, and I watched a couple of videos on this this week as well. But the concept is is that if over the scope of a year <clears throat> you could do something for a hundred hours. Mm-hmm. So in 365 days, do something for 100 hours. That's somewhere between 17 and 18 minutes a day if yeah. you want to put that Around in. 20 so minutes, yeah. so mm-hmm. let's just say let's just say you go above and beyond and you do 20 minutes a day. Right? Something 20 minutes every day. At the end of that year, you would be in the top 5% of people that do that thing. Okay? So, in the world. In the world. In the world. Mm-hmm. That's right. Top 5% in the world. Now, there are people out there that are immediately pushing back on that. Mm-hmm. Nope. I could do something for 20 minutes. I would not be in top 5% of people in the world. Right? I just wouldn't be. My wife being one of them. Really? <laughs> All right. So, you know, one of the questions that we have to begin to ask ourselves is, you know, how many people are in the world? Right. So how many people are in the world? And so here's what you need to know. In 2023, there are 8 billion people, right? 8 billion. Mm -hmm. I want you to think about that. Yeah, with a B. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. Okay. So 10% of that, right? 10% of 8 billion would be 800 million. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So 10% would be 800 million, which means that 5% would be 400 million. Million. Right. Okay. So sometimes we think that the top 5% means like, okay, if if I were to play baseball for a hundred hours this year, okay, I I was, I'm just going to practice hitting. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to practice hitting for a hundred hours this year. At the end of this year, I'd be good enough to be in Major League Baseball. Nope. Incorrect. Right? That is not what it means. <laughs> yeah. It's not. But at that at the end of that year, you would be one of the top 400, 400 million. million people yeah. that can hit a baseball. Yep. Right? Yep. Now, the Major League Baseball, that's the top like point. Oh, five percent of people that can maybe even less than that. Yeah, maybe even less than that. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. but there's still something really significant about being in that top five percent. You go play a piano for 20 minutes a day, every day. 
that's where it comes back to our discussion. There's a big difference between doing something for 20 minutes a day, every day, and trying to get all 100 hours in the last four weeks of the year. Right. Can you do it? Mm. Well, yeah, there's 24 hours in a day. Yeah, you can do it. I can do it, but I guarantee you this. My rate of return on investment is going to be much, much smaller. Yep. It's that daily discipline of a little bit more, a mm-hmm. little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. That person that says, you know what? Basketball season's coming up. Uh, you know, about a week before season starts, I'm going to pull my rule book out again. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start going to the gym. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start going to the gym. I'm going to... I'm going to study for the test. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do that kind of stuff. Versus the person that once a week Mm -hmm. pulls that out and looks through it. I guarantee you, even if the person that brought it out once a week spent half as much time doing it, they're going to have a greater rate of return. Right. Because they're going to retain it. It's going to be that discipline of being constantly connected. Right. I'm trying to think of the hours. If we did 20 minutes a day in a seven-day work week. That'd be about, what, six hours? No. Seven-day work week, 20 minutes a day, be two hours and 20 minutes. Okay. It's two hours and 20 minutes, right? Yep. So if you did it for an hour on a Saturday, you're halfway there. Yep. You're you're halfway there. You can do it. Now you can go down to 15 minutes per day and do an hour on a Saturday, and you're halfway there. Yeah. Yeah. We. But I want to just – because we got to figure it out. You're one of 400 million. So let's just try and put it into a scope, if we can. If we have a thousand people that go to our officiating camp, mm-hmm. and only one person works on it twenty minutes a day, they are going to be in the top five percent of a thousand people. So now you're looking at the top fifty. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at the top 50 people out of a thousand. That number is staggering mm-hmm. when you talk about something like that. And they all can referee by the time they're done. But you worked on it 20 minutes a day. You get, that puts you in the top five percent of a thousand people in the world. Are you know in the in the the realm of officiating in the state of Illinois? High school officials. There's I don't know. Probably four, four or five thousand mm-hmm. basketball referees. Sure, you work on it twenty minutes a day. You're a lock for the state finals. You're a lock. Well, so I'll push back on that a little bit, Jeff, because I don't think that's necessarily true. Because again, I, I think this rule of a hundred only applies when we're talking about the overall scope of everything. And here's why I say that: because what it does is it does not take into consideration raw natural talent there are some people that can skate by on pure natural talent Mm -hmm. i'll take singing for instance there's people out there that have never taken a single singing lesson in their life and they have record contracts and they are phenomenal like they are so 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 good now they can be even better if they put in 20 minutes a day Mm -hmm. right But just on their talent alone, they're in the top 5%. They may be in the top Mm 0.5%, just purely on talent. There's officials out there that just purely on talent. 
Like they, there's just something innate about them. Mm -hmm. They pick it up quick. They get it. They're super smart. They've got the right physique. They've got the whatever, right? You know, they they don't have to put in the work that other people do. Now, what's amazing is when you take somebody like that, who then also puts in the work. Now they've gone from just being a Division One official to being a Division One Final Four official. You know what I mean? But I think all of us have the ability to go so much further than we think we could. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's that's where I I come back to with this. You know what? Just by putting on the stripes, you're mm -hmm. in the top five percent. Yeah. You, how many times have you said it? Just by having the courage to put on the striped shirt, yep. mm -hmm. you are part of a very rare group. Just by putting on the chest protector and the mask, mm -hmm. you are in the top 5% because most people are content to stand behind the chain link mm -hmm. and hurl insults at the person that has the courage to put on the chest protector and the yeah. mask. You can work a baseball game with a 1,000 people at it. You're the only one. You and your partner are the only one that has the courage to put the chest protector on. That's exactly right. There may be... One or two out of that thousand that have done it, either they didn't stick with it or, you know, they're still trying to figure it out, whatever the scenario is. But you are guaranteed in the top 5% if you put the chest protector on and go out there and work. I don't care what game it is. That's exactly right. It, it could be the 9U uh, fifth place championship game, right? You know? <laughs> yep. And they got fireworks afterwards. That's going to be a big thing. Yeah. If you got that chest protector, you are you are definitely within that five percent. Yeah, and I I think that one of the amazing things that that we could do as people, if you put twenty minutes a day into being a better dad, be mm -hmm. one of the top five percent of dads mm -hmm. in the world. Mm -hmm. You put twenty minutes a day into being a better spouse, the top five percent of spouses in the mm -hmm. entire world. Twenty minutes a day into your day job, learning something new, learning a new skill, doing whatever, being top 5% of what that is. Now that's still 400 million people, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Okay, that's, that's 400 million people. That's a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you're one of the top 10 people in the world that does it. Yeah, right. Top 4 million, but guess what? That means there's a lot of people out there that aren't nearly where you're at. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know? And a lot of times we only see that very tip of the iceberg. Sure. You said yeah. Gina doesn't believe in your rule of a hundred, mm -hmm. right? Or not your rule, but the one that's this idea yeah. that's been brought out there. And it's because when, well, I could play guitar 20 minutes a day and I'd never be Eric Clapton. Right. Right. Yeah. I could play drums 20 minutes a day. I'd never be Ringo Starr. Mm -hmm. I'm dating myself by the people that I'm using here. Right. Yeah, I would have you know? never known he was the drummer, but okay. Okay. <laughs> right. But, but you could be in the top 5% of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what Gina, you know, because when Gina and I t first talked about this, she's like, I don't know. I, I practiced piano every day when I was a kid. There's no way I'm the top 5%. Because, you know, she's, uh, we'd have to ask her, but I feel like she's looking at, she's trying to compare herself to Elton John and, and Liberace and yep. whoever, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, <laughs> they're above you. We know that. Yeah. But if you put. And again, four. those are people that had incredible natural talent. Sure. But then weren't content to stick with their natural mm -hmm. talent 
and elevate it even higher. And so here's here's my here's my challenge for all of our listeners today. All right, I'm ready. Okay, as we wrap up this episode, if if you have goals that you're wanting to reach, even Jeff admitted today that there are goals, right? Okay, so if you have goals that you want to reach, where can you be investing 20 minutes a day that will push you into that top 5%? Yep. If you are somebody that's already a 5%er, we already said, as a sports official, you're already a 5%er just by putting on the stripes, mm-hmm. just by wearing the mask, yep. right? If you are already a 5%er, how can you be investing 20 minutes a day so that you take that natural ability, the potential, the everything that's there, and you get a greater return on your investment? Mm-hmm. You know, because how how awesome would it be? You know, I'm, Jen Washoe is the brand new coordinator for the Midwest and the NAC, two Division three leagues near us. Mm-hmm. How amazing would it be if 20 officials that worked for her this year invested 20 minutes a day? And now her D3 leagues, people are looking at going, oh my gosh, the officiating in these leagues are better than the officiating the D2 leagues around us. Mm-hmm. And nothing changed. The roster didn't change. Yeah. You know, the, the only thing that changed is that people invested themselves minutes. in a different way. On the average of 20 minutes a day. So it's not like you have to do 20 minutes That's a right. day. You know, it's two and a half hours for the week. However, that whatever that looks mm-hmm. like for you, right? Um, and I just trying to do some math here, right? So if if we look at basketball season starting we'll just say november 1st right so you're looking at there's you know basically four eight twelve sixteen weeks Mm -hmm. if you just did it for sixteen weeks you okay let's just fudge the numbers a little bit you're in the top 10 percent now yeah you know and then you can continue on for the rest of the year and by the end of the year you're like man this guy's this gal's good. Mm-hmm. Well, just invested twenty minutes. That's yeah. it. Twenty minutes a day. And here's the thing: regardless of what percentile you end up in, yeah, mm-hmm. I guarantee you, you're going to be better, and you're going to be noticeably better. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be evident. And and when you're better, it's not just that other people notice; mm-hmm. it's that you notice. Right. You know, you there is a a different. A different way you carry yourself. Mm-hmm. When you walk in and you know the rules, it's amazing how much better you officiate. Yep. Because there's a the confidence there. Said that before. Yep. That's what builds confidence. Rules knowledge. Yep. Yeah. You know, when when you know what a foul looks like, man, there's yep. confidence there. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and so maybe the area you need to work on for the next 16 weeks is getting in that rule book and that case book mm-hmm. so that when you step on the court, you're better. Maybe the thing you need to do is you need to find the games. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you, need, you need to find two and a half hours worth of games yep. every week for the next 16 weeks to prep you for what's coming. Yep. You know, and maybe you don't need to find 50 hours worth of games. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. so you have that diminished return. But, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you, you find that. Maybe it's the book's. That you need to be reading over the next 16 weeks to help you become a better communicator. Right. Maybe it's investments in relationships. Maybe you need to be investing in relationships with your significant other and your family. So that now then when you hit that season where you have to be gone more and doing more things, 
now all of a sudden they know, well, hey, you know what? They, they, they care and they've invested us in us in this other time, mm -hmm. you know? And now when they're gone, we, we get that because this is something that they do. This is a part of who they are, but we're still important to them because they proved that by the way they've invested in us during mm -hmm. this other time. Well, I think also if you find yourself investing in whatever it is on the average of 20 minutes a day, it's pretty hard not to fall in love with it sure. because you're going to get really good at it. Yeah. And you're like, man, I really enjoy doing this. Why? Because I don't know. I enjoy it. I enjoy playing the piano. Why do you enjoy playing the piano? Because I worked on it 20 minutes a day for the past year and I can play things. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you put my wife next to me playing the piano. She's a superstar compared to me. Sure. I, I can't do anything. I don't even know where the keys are. But when you when you when you put 20 minutes a day on the average and then you walk into some gathering and there's a piano in the living room and you sit down and start playing the piano everyone everyone in that building listening to you play the piano is going to be impressed that's all there is to it mm -hmm. even the people that know how to play piano they're like well you're not bad pretty good mm -hmm. thank you very much 20 minutes a day that's all it takes so i just um Maybe we should put a challenge out there. Yeah, twenty minute challenge. What you know, and email us at uncommon drive podcast at gmail .com. Beautiful. Boom. If you if you were in the studio, you'd see me point. Uh, <laughs> studio, the office. That's right. <laughs> and then let us know what you, you know. What, what are you going to work on? Yeah. Twenty minutes. Hold yourself accountable. You know, and don't. I wouldn't want you to say, okay, I'm going to work on climbing Mount Everest. Mm -hmm. Let's just climb Poop Hill, <laughs> which is, if anybody lives in our area, <laughs> that's a sledding hill that people sled down, and it's always war getting it back up. So, But, you know, let's find that, right? Let's, let's, I don't want to be, you know, I, I just want to be better. I want to be better how I look at my uniform. Okay, 20 minutes a day in the gym. Yeah, that's it. It doesn't. Believe it or not, I'm I'm a firm believer. It doesn't take an hour a day, seven days a week, to look better in the gym. It doesn't. It only, you know, you can do it for twenty minutes, and you can be better in the gym, and you can look better in your uniform. So, work on something. Email us. Let us know. Absolutely, everybody. I hope that you are uncommon in the way you're approaching life, and I hope it makes a difference in the way you lead others and the legacy that you leave to those that come behind. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much for spending time with us again today. We look forward to talking to you again soon. Talk to y'all later. See y'all. Thanks for listening to the Uncommon Drive podcast. Be sure to check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And be sure to leave us a five-star rating. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.